When businesses find themselves in a constant sea of red or struggling with chaotic situations, they sometimes turn to a coach or consultant to help them right the ship and get back on a defined, profitable path. Well, today's guest has seen his share of chaos, and he's also helped a whopping nine companies go from losing money to becoming wildly profitable, and we're going to meet him after this. MJ Wolf here, and welcome to the Wolf Den. So we've got Chloe modeling your product. Yo, MJ, what's up, man? Hey, MJ. You are in the Wolf Den. So excited to be in the Wolf Den. Hosted by MJ Wolf. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Wolf Den. It's MJ Wolf here, and with me today is a man who knows what failure feels like, tastes like, and smells like from being left at a yard sale as a 12-year-old baby to losing $160,000 of his own money in a failed company. This man has seen it all, but he has used these struggles as fuel for growth and has since built three seven-figure brick-and-mortar companies and helped turn nine companies that were in the red to become wildly profitable. Now, as a business consultant and coach, his goal is to help others turn chaos into profit. His name is Kyle Livingston. Kyle, welcome to the show. You're officially in the Wolf Den. What is up, MJ? Thank you so much for having me, man. I am pumped about this time we get to spend with each other over the next few minutes. Awesome. I'm glad to have you here. So I'm interested about this failure. I know it's sometimes failures are the way we grow, right? And I've heard you, you yep. mentioned uh, we heard about $160,000 loss, which I certainly couldn't afford. How did what took place? How did that happen? And how did you kind of come out of that? Yeah, man. Well, I, I couldn't afford it in the moment either. And uh, it, it was actually it started a few years prior. And a, a few years before this, I had got into doing commercial construction and I built three successful businesses, had exited those businesses for a good profit and kind of poured everything that I had into this new venture, which was the fourth business. Now, before I started this fourth company, I had vowed to myself that like I would never get back into the commercial construction space again. I was doing something totally different and I had opportunity fall in my lap. And the, for me, uh, as I went into this fourth business, I thought I couldn't fail. I had built three companies. Everything I had touched to that point turned to gold. Everything was awesome. And little did I know that a few mistakes and a few little things would actually cost me almost $200,000, a little over 160 grand over the next nine short months and would force me into closing my doors. Um, we had all started with me going into this with a really big ego of like, man, nothing I'm going to do is going to fail. And everything I do touched it, everything I touch turns to gold. And that was kind of the start of the downfall of that fourth company. All right. And would you say like that you think, do you believe failures are a good way to learn in life and improve yourself? And uh, once you, once you moved on from this, how did you kind of write the ship and become successful? Yeah, man, I, I, I do think failures are honestly one of the key uh, teaching lessons for most people. Now they don't have to be your failures. They could be your family's failures. They could be your business partner, your friend's failures. You can learn from their failures as well. But I do think that when you go into business and you actually fail, you understand what that feels like. And like, I have a rule. Uh, I won't work with you one-on-one -on -one unless you have failed in business before, because it's a different, it's a different shift. It's a different mindset. Like 
your your ego kind of gets set to the side and you look at things with a different perspective. And so I do think it is a very, very important part of lessons and, and learning. And what was the, the latter half of that question? And, and since then, how have you, you know, kind of uh, write it, mm-hmm. you know, write the ship? How have you become yeah. uh, successful after that failure? Well, it, um, once I closed that fourth company down, uh, my wife and I actually bought a 36 foot RV and I decided that we were going to take some time off and we were going to go travel and I was going to learn a new industry, learn a new business. And I, I wrote down on a list, I said, what do I want my life to look like? And then I built a business around my life, which previously I had built my life around my business. And so that was, for me, that was one big determining factor that I wanted to shift was like, I need to build my life or my business around my life. And so wrote down everything that I wanted and I'd actually gotten into marketing. Um, 2018 marketing was a really hot thing to get into. Um, and I had found that after we got really good at marketing, uh, I would get some calls from a couple of clients. One of them in particular, he lived up in New York and he calls me, he's like, Hey man, I have to turn off the ads to what we're doing. And I'm like, why? Like you're, you're crushing it. You're getting so much work. Why are you going to have to turn off ads? He's like, I cannot take on any more work. Like I don't have the room and the capacity to take on more work. And at the time he was my biggest retainer uh, client. And so I hung up the phone. I sat there and I started thinking for a little bit and I was like, man, he runs a really similar industry to the industry or business to the industry that I was in. I bet you I could help him fix his business because I was doing business that was two, three times the size where he was currently at. So I called him back. His name was Mike. Called him back. I'm like, Mike, listen, I'm going to fly up to New York and we're going to fix your business. And uh, you're going to keep paying me the retainer because that was the important part for me at the time. So you're going to keep paying me the retainer and I'm going to come up there and fix your business. And uh, we doubled his business over the next 12 months. Really? And so and that were, you, kind of- were you doing this out of an RV? No, no. Uh, part of it was like I started doing the marketing and things out of an RV and then we sold the RV after traveling and we were actually living in uh, in Florida in an Airbnb at the time as we were still traveling around. So uh, the RV was just my time to go and learn a new industry and a new skill, which was marketing. So Wow, because I know some people do what they call digital nomad where they actually yeah. work from an RV. I could not yeah. do that personally. Rough. but Rough, yeah, man. I, I, you think the, the what you envision, I think, when you, when you envision that life and what it actually is, is probably two different things. <laughs> Way different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Way different, man. But that's what got me into really consulting on the on the operations and you know the the actually running a business side of running a business was that now, one moment, and it just kind of progressed from there. When you go into a company and you help consult them and help them uh, kind of uh, turn their business profitable, so what I picture, have you seen Office Space? Yeah. I picture the Bobs, right? What would you say you do here? I picture the <laughs> yeah. Bobs come in to, to yeah. fix the money situation and they cut that one guy, which is, I think was a hysterical scene. Now, are you helping them with, you know, retain, keep employees or what are you, what are you looking for when you go into a business? What are the different things you're looking for to improve? What areas, what arenas? Well, the, the, the biggest thing that I'm looking for when working in a business is that they have more opportunity that they can fulfill on. And for me, that's really important because I can go into a business and pull one lever and money just starts falling from the sky because they have pent up opportunity. And so I'm always looking for a business with pent up opportunity. But once we get involved, um, I'm going to start working with the visionary of the business, the owner of the business. And my first order of operations is figuring out where they are spending their most of their time that's not moving the needle, right? And so like I work with a lot of um, online internet marketing, coaching, consulting, agency style businesses, and the the owners or the visionaries, they are really good at what they do. Let's use um, one of my clients, he's uh, he used to wholesale, or he wholesales real estate. And so he's really good at wholesaling real estate and he's really good at teaching people how to wholesale real estate. 
But then when it comes to operating and scaling the business, that's where he kind of struggles. And so I came in and I helped him get out of the day-to-day -day drag that comes with operating a business so that the owners and the visionary can focus on the things that actually moves the needle for them. And hopefully that's gonna drive more revenue that month. Um, that's typically the first place we look uh, and we wanna build some infrastructure around that, that, first, that first spot. Okay, and is your, is your specialty like online digital type uh, companies or do you also do brick and mortar companies? Um, I started in the brick and mortar space consulting with companies and I moved to the online space really for one reason. Um, brick and mortar is like, it's like a Titanic, man. It's really hard to maneuver and to turn and to turn around. And there's typically a lot of overhead and there's typically, uh, it's not as profitable. The margins are a little smaller. And so I, I exclusively now work with online coaches and consultants. Um, they're all doing over 150K a month when I start working with them typically. Uh, and then we're looking to get them to scale to three to 500K a month is, is on average who, I'm, who I work with. Wow, you did hire me. <laughs> Let's rock and roll, man. So let me ask you, when you when you go into a business, um, are some of these you know owners or business people, are they reluctant to change? Do they struggle with overcoming mm -hmm. the changes? So yes and no, it really depends. The, the people who I've worked with that were the most resistant to change were the people who've never lost a business. And that was one of the reasons when I start, when I, when I audited one, I had a, a couple of rough months, just being honest. And I, I audited why I was having some rough months. And I noticed that the friction and the tension I was getting, the pushback I was getting to change was typically from the people who hadn't lost or failed in anything. And this is their first run to the top of the mountain. Um, but then you talk to the veterans in the space who have lost things, who have built a multi seven figure business and lost it. And they understand that in order to get to the top, you have to change because the person or the version of who you are that got you to the level that you're at has to change and you have to be a different version of who you are to get to that next level. And they understand that. So, um, more, more so today, I don't really run into that very often. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely a thing that we have to overcome. And it's, it's, it's interesting because it's more often changes with the visionary or with the business owner way more than it ever was with the business. That makes sense. And let me ask you, are these business owners and they we all know what's coming or what we assume is coming with economic turmoil and uh, the economy, like, are they harder to convince to make changes? Are they kind of clenching up because they're worried about what's coming down the road? Some of them are. And um, just totally candid, I won't work with them. Um, the way I look at what's coming is you have a lot of businesses who are going to go out of business. It's just part of, it's part of what's going to happen. Um, but that's also going to leave uh, a large segment of their audience, of their clients that they already serve today, orphaned in the marketplace. And um, a, a copywriter legend that I used to listen, I think it was Gary Halbert. He says, people are walking around with their umbilical cord in their hands, looking for somewhere to plug in. And when they found somewhere to plug in and that business goes out of business, they're now holding that umbilical cord, trying to find somewhere else to plug in. And so if you restrict and go out of business, it's going to orphan a bunch of people in the marketplace for people like myself and my clients to go in and swoop up market share. And so there's really two sides that you can be on going into this as a business owner. You can restrict and hold and wait, but as a business owner, I just wanna worry about things I control. And so if I worry about the things I can control, I'm going to win. Because if we do go into a recession, I can't control that. If money is harder to get, I can't control that. 
Um, and so I'm going to be focusing on the things that I can control. And if I focus on those things and focus on the leading and the lagging indicators of what I can control and can't, um, I'm going to do business as normal as I, and I'm going to be looking for the opportunities that the marketplace is going to give me over the next six, nine, 12, 24 months, however long this next season might be. Okay. Let's say I'm a business owner and I listen, I'm listening to what you're saying now. And I like what you're saying and I want to come on, have you come on board. What do I need to do to get, to get together with you and work with you? Is there a contract? How does it work? Yeah, man. So, um, the way that we do things is, uh, we typically have an, an intake call with our team. Um, we're very specific on who we work with. Like I said, we work with coaches, consultants, agencies, 150 K a month or more. Um, typically they have a team. Um, typically you're going to get on a call with one of our guys, one of our advisors, and they're going to walk through and see, Hey, can we help you? Is it something that we can, uh, can actually, you know, win with you. Um, and then typically there's a, there's an amount due up front to start onboarding and working with us. And then I'll actually put skin in the game and say, the rest of what you owe me is not due until we get you the results that, that I'm promising you, because the market is kind of saturated with people who just don't actually get the results. And so we put 50% of our skin in the game as well saying, Hey, you don't owe us anything past this point until we get you the results that you want. Okay, when you come into a business, how long does it take you to analyze what's going on, what they're doing wrong, and then implement changes? And then I know I know it's probably different for every business. And then once you find out what those changes need to be made, how long uh, once they make those changes will they start to see results? So depending on how depending on how much of a grasp the visionary or the owner has on the business is going to depend on how long it takes me to figure out what's wrong. Um, there was one client I worked with. It took me 90 days just to figure out what they did. <laughs> the visionary, the owner, just, they were everywhere. Um, other businesses I can go in and within two weeks, typically, I can really understand like, hey, here's, here's the fault line, here's the problem, here's what we need to do to fix it. Um, and then depending on the complexity of the problem, it might, it might take a month, it might take three months to kind of work itself out. But on average, um, clients that are in that, in that bucket of 150 or higher and kind of what we're talking about, um, on average, they're adding between 40 and 50 K a month revenue within the first 90 days. Wow. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, so you must have a pretty good line at the door waiting for you to, for as far as clients go. Yeah, we definitely have a pretty decent sized waiting list at this point. So it's pretty nice. Okay. Well, if you're watching this, I'm going to share uh, Kyle's links after this, but first we're going to do our winter view section. This is our subscriber oh, no. giveaway. So Kyle, you're going to help me draw a subscriber. Let's go. Let's all right, guys, if you're watching this and you want to be a part of the future winter view contest, go through the link down below, sign up, fill out your information. It's free to enter. I'm giving out free money here or free PayPal or Amazon gift card. So no reason not to enter. I've got three names here. Uh, first one is interesting. Terry bomb bomb. All right. I've got um, Paul Mar Mar Martinez. All right. And I've got Ariel Casana. One of our regular subscribers and we're gonna hide all these kyle all right pick a number from one to three uh let's go with three are you watching my show <laughs> you know that you're the sixth person in a row to pick three no I way think i even need these other cups i literally just <laughs> that's six in a row for three and the winner is paul martinez paul let's I'll go be in touch paul with you. all right congratulations i will either paypal you or send you an amazon gift card Congratulations. Now, Kyle, before I let you go, I want to share some of your links. Just tell us quickly, um, sevenfigureindustry.com is your website. Uh, where yep. are they going to find there? How do they have to contact you? Yeah, man, the, the, our homepage is really a generic homepage, right? It's about us. You can contact us, blah, blah, blah. Really for your audience, though, if, if your audience is a 
you know, a visionary or a business owner, and they want the templates that we use with all of the clients that we work with to be able to track your numbers and be able to see the data and all of the, the boring and I think it's sexy stuff that goes into actually running a business. You can go to fortifiedtoolbox.com. That's fortifiedtoolbox.com. Download all the stuff there, totally free, no opt-in. You get it totally for free and uh, it'll help you run your business at a much smoother and higher level. And also you're on Instagram. Is it okay if people DM you or kind of yeah. follow you? What yeah. do you thousand percent, thousand percent. You can reach out any, any way you find me. I'm on uh, YouTube, Kyle Livingston. Instagram is seven figure Kyle. All the rest of the, the handles out there are all seven figure Kyle and it's the number seven figure Kyle. And uh, yeah, if you guys want to reach out, DM, ask questions, feel free to do that. And I'll make sure I get back to you. All right, guys, all Kyle's links are down below this video. Be sure and follow along. Ask him any questions you may have or get started with him. If your company needs help riding the ship, Kyle, thanks so much. You're officially released from the wolf den. Love it. Thanks, MJ. See you, man. Cheers. Take care.